Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a lovely road Atlanta. Bit of an early start for everyone concerned here, particularly for those in the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA paddock. Uh, welcome to viewers and listeners all over the world. It's John Heindorf and Jeremy Shaw ready to get things underway for the second event here at this fabulous circuit just outside of Brazelton. What about an, an hour, an hour and 20 minutes up the road from Atlanta itself. A dozen corners, two and a half miles around. Action areas at turn one, possibilities for overtaking at turn six and turn seven, but you've got to be brave there down the hill into the turn 10 A and B complex. That's a smashing spot if you get a good run down that long, oddly curving back straight, if you see what I mean. All good stuff then, and the weather has been playing its part this weekend. We've already had a brilliant opener to the weekend in the first race here at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Riley Dickinson was on pole position in the number 53 car to driver's right coming to the green flag and got a super jump away. Jeff Kingsley in the green and white Porsche caught napping a little bit and the white, red and gold number 11 of Sean McAllister took advantage of that and going down into turn one managed to get the inside line and take second place from Kingsley. Let's jump forward to lap number four and Kingsley decides to go back into second place down the hill to turn 10 there's that overtaking manoeuvre I was talking about and Kingsley goes back into second position now we'll run forward with just quarter of an hour to go 14 minutes left on the clock and Michael Manella gives a little tap to Joseph Lombardo at turn 7 Lombardo ends up facing the wrong direction into the closing stages of the race. Jeff Kingley does the outside manoeuvre into 10A. Riley Dickinson can't fight back and the lead swaps. Meantime, Sebastian Carrazzo, same spot on the track, down the inside, doesn't quite get it done, avoids the white iFly car, the 99 of Alan Metney. He lives to fight another day. Unfortunately, Charlie Luck didn't towards the end of the race. Caught the kerb coming out of turn five. Heavy impact with the wall. And that brought out the full course yellow. And that meant that we finished under yellow flag conditions. Jeff Kingsley taking the victory. And in the Gold Cup category, the gold and silver car of Efren Castro held off the number 17 of Kurt Swearingen. That was yesterday. Today, very much... Uh, another day and Jeremy Shaw will take us through the grid for the second race of the weekend at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta Yeah thank you very much indeed John and we've got for this uh, sixth round of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama 16 cars, 12 platinum cars and 4 gold cars. Starting at the back of the field is car number 18, that's Richard Edge 
On row seven is car number 22 for Bart Collins alongside Danny Hardy in car number 69. Row six is Kurt Swearingen in car number 17 and Efren Castro in car number 65. Two contenders who battled out that tremendous uh, race yesterday in the Gold Cup class. Row five is the great Joseph Lombardo in car number 92 and David Brawl Sr. in car number 48. Kenny Murillo in car number 56 and Michael Manella will share row four. Ahead of them, Charlie Luck the fourth in car number 45. I think his car has been repaired again, so he's ready to go this morning alongside Sebastian Carrazzo in car number 27. Yesterday's Masters winner, in fact, the Masters winner in every race this season, Alan Metney in car number 99 will start fourth alongside yesterday's winner, Jeff Kingsley. On the front row of the grid, Sean McAllister, a career-best third-place finish yesterday, starts second today in the number 11 for JDX Racing. And on the pole position for the second day running, for the more speed team in caliber 53 is the 18-year-old Riley Dickinson. Yesterday, he had a broken left rear damper in the closing stages of the race. That explains why he was struggling for pace. He's looking, that car, that has been repaired. He's ready to go this morning, looking to take advantage of that pole position. So, beginning to form up behind the Porsche safety car, which has just pulled away a little bit. So here we go for the second time of asking at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. 45 minutes on the clock. Another great formation start. And once again, the front row very close together. Dickinson and McAllister. Now McAllister was on the inside on the Saturday race. And he is going to get done over in exactly the way he did with Jeff Kingsley. But it's Kingsley down the inside this time. And the inside of row two manages to get to second position. That's exactly what happened with those two drivers yesterday, but it was the opposite way around in terms of where they were of uh, on the grid. Little bit of early morning fog here, but a temperature inversion. Been lovely weather here at Road Atlanta this weekend on the big endurance events for IMSA with a six-hour race for WeatherTech and the Pilot Challenge with a four-hour race. So these drivers racing in front of all the big teams and kicking off a race day Sunday with the sound of the Porsche Flat Six. Great start again, Jeremy Shaw, from uh, Riley Dickinson and Jeff Kingsley does to Sean McAllister what was done to him uh, yesterday. Do as you would be done by, I think. Yeah, absolutely right and uh, once again Je uh, Riley Dickinson made a great jump from that pole position took the guy alongside and really caught him napping at the start uh, really nothing that Sean, that, uh, Sean McAllister could do about it but he had a great run yesterday uh, a career best third place finish so looking to build upon that here today in the Gold Cup category it's Efri Castro who leads from Kurtz Ringen, but there is another car in between them on this opening lap Yes, there is, uh, and that is the TPC number 69. That's Dave Hardy, uh, who's behind the wheel uh, of that car, uh, and he is not a Gold Cup runner. Uh, Danny Hardy, the TPC uh, racing driver. Two different types of Porsches here. They look very similar. Both 911 Cup cars, GT3 Cup cars, is the nomenclature from Porsche has it the latest cars in the platinum class with the black wing end plates and the black door mirrors 
That's what's called generation or Gen 2. Little bit of optimization electronically on the engine, so they produce a wee bit more power, slightly different aerodynamically, and there's a few detailed changes inside with the dashboard, the seating position, and also borrowing from the Porsche GT race cars all the way up to Le Mans. They also have an access hatch above the driver as well, just to help if anything goes horribly wrong. The Gen 1 cars go back as far as 2014. And we have got a couple of 2014 cars. Kurt Swearing and it for ACI Motorsports in that bright green number 17 is driving one, as is uh, Richard Edge for ACI Motorsports in the 18 car. So slightly different, not quite as quick, but in the right hands, still a very, very capable machine. That's the Gold Cup cars. They have the yellow, the bright yellow, wing end plates and indeed the door mirrors and it's even easier for us because the leader is driving a gold car 65 is Efren Castro and he is making his escape at the moment from Kurt Swearing and over the top of the hill at turn two takes the curb in third gear short shift up to fourth and balance the car down through the S's running up towards turn five all the way to the right hand side run along that curb just as you saw the right front Yokohama there just kissing that curb from Castro that's the perfect line to get you the exit through turn five which has a nasty little bump as you turn in so it's not perhaps quite the exact classic racing line but that is the line to take at turn five perfectly illustrated there last time by by uh, Efren Castro for TPC Racing. At the front of the field, there's eight tenths between the Pullman Riley Dickinson and up from third to second, Jeff Kingsley earlier on ahead of the JTX Shell liveried car. That's the number 11 of the Sean McAllister. Those three trying to make a little bit of a break now. In fact, Jeremy, the leading two as they come down through the diving final right-hand corner at turn 12 across the line. And that's a great lap from Riley Dickinson. Yeah, he's on the case right away this morning. Uh, his best lap, the 23, 1 minute 23.59. That's already faster than his best lap yesterday. He was driving a brilliant race yesterday. Uh, all of a sudden, halfway through the race, he lost pace. And he couldn't quite figure out what was going wrong with that car. He kind of adjusted his lines and, and, and his sort of driving style, but he just wasn't able to keep Riley Dickinson behind him. It was only actually when they got to post-race technical inspection, they figured out what the problem was. It was a broken shock absorber on the left rear corner of that number 53 Porsche. Uh, and uh, I think it just shows how, how good a job Riley did yesterday to, even though he wasn't able to run anything like the same sort of pace as Jeff Kingsley in the closing stages, he was able to bring that car home in second place. Well, now with the car back to perfect form, the 18-year-old is out in front in this race and looking to make up for that uh, really disappointing, heartbreaking loss yesterday when he seemed to be in control of the race. Well, I'll tell you what, if that's the case, Jeremy, he did very, very well to keep the pace up that he did uh, with uh, a mechanical issue. Very unusual that these cars are very robust. They are meant to do full seasons, and quite a few people use them in more endurance-based uh, endurance series as well. So that was very bad luck indeed for Riley Dickinson. But those, I'm afraid, are the bricks when it comes to motor racing. He's trying to make up for it today with Kingsley now taking the uh, Yokohama fastest lap in the Platinum class. Now down to a 1.23.5 in early running. Car still relatively heavy, remember. They're fuelled for the full 45 
almost 50 minutes by the time you've done the warm-up laps and the slowed-down laps. That's a full tank of racing fuel, and that's putting a lot of energy into the Yokohama tyres. By the way, Efren Castro has got the Yokohama fast lap in the gold category, a 126.649. I suspect that both of those times, Jeremy, will be betted as the fuel burns off because these Yokohama tyres are very durable indeed and you get good performance all the way through the 45-minute race. Yeah, indeed so. And uh, in the uh, in the platinum category, the lap record was set at this uh, corresponding race last year by Riley Dickinson at a one minute twenty three point zero. Uh, we might be, we might wow. get close to that towards the end of this race. Yes. Uh, we, we shall see. In the Gold Cup category, the, the the lap record is set was set also last year by by Sebastian Carrazzo, who's now of course moved up to the platinum category, running in the fifth position right now, the one minute twenty four point seven. Efren Castro not uh, close to that yet. He's down in the twenty sixes, but it has just set the fastest lap of the race in the Gold Cup category. So both the Gold Cup drivers have now got past Danny Hardy in that TPC uh, racing car, and he's just been warned, Hardy, that is, uh, in that TPC car for interfering. Uh, with the gold battle, racing outside his class is what Race Control have told the team. He has let those two guys go through. Hasn't got the pace of them. Danny, uh, not quite the experience of the two guys who've just gone by him. So now we have unfettered access to the back of the Gold Cup leader for that bright Kermit Green car in second place. Through turn five, over the top of the brow, Castro now with Dave Brill Senior. David Brill Senior in the Kelly Moss Roden race, number 48, the white and purple car, going up to turn number six. Now, again, that's a platinum car. The problem for Castro here is that car will be a little bit quicker down the straight, but if he can get right underneath that rear wing, he might just, Jeremy Shaw, be able to get a little bit of slipstream, a bit of draft in the hole in the air that Dave Brill Senior is making for him, but he's been closed down by Kurt Swearingen in that number 17. Indeed he is. We've got a real battle on here now for the Gold Cup category, and if, in actual fact, the, the, far, the Yokohama fastest lap of the race in Gold Cup had just been set by Bart Collins, who's back in the fourth position in calibre 22 for MCR Racing, not too far behind this little group. So David Brule Sr., who's had a really, really good season, he's had, he's had a, a string of top 10 finishes, but he's been struggling again this this weekend just a little bit he, he particularly qualifying he started at the back of the field yesterday worked his way up the order into the top 10 but uh, now again he's not quite on on his usual pace and under intense pressure here from Efri Castro it's a very nuanced circuit this as the gold cup category goes side by side at the top of the hill and through into the lead using the slight bit of confusion and loss of momentum from Castro up behind Brill through goes Swearingen in that bright green ACI motorsports car. That's a perfect use of traffic. As I was about to say, if you look at a track map of Road Atlanta, it looks pretty easy. It listed as 12 corners, but actually there's probably two or three fewer than that because the back straight has two corners on it, and you wouldn't really think of those as corners. And it, Oh, the spin! Behind, oh, what a shame, the 69 has gone around for TPC Racing and Danny Hardy, Florida resident from Vero Beach, uh, just got on the power too early coming out of Turn 7. That is a classic mistake at Road Atlanta, Jeremy. 
Yeah, it is. It just get on the throttle a little bit too hard coming out of uh, turn eight there and around the car goes. But uh, no harm, no foul, no contact with anything. So he's able to resume. I tell you what, it's an early start for these guys uh, racing at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, so, uh, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm not surprised at some of these masters contenders. Yeah, I'm not sure how, whether they're early birds quite as much as some of the youngsters. Uh, yes, I had one of the drivers, and I won't say who, telling me earlier in the weekend that uh, he thought there was only one 6.45 in the day, and that was when he should be th thinking about sitting down for dinner, not actually getting to the track and getting himself ready to go <laughs> racing. So I think it has been a, a rude awakening, literally as well as metaphorically. So Dave Brill still, David Brill Sr., uh, still in between the two gold cup runners there, and... Efren Castro getting a little frustrated. You can see him moving around behind the car. Now flashes the lights on the 65 TPC racing gold, coloured gold cup car into turn six again. And the, his problem is getting by on that long back straight isn't going to happen. He's got to try and do it on the brakes. And the second problem that he's got is that uh, David Brill Sr., as part of the Masters category, I think I'm right in saying, Jeremy, uh, he is in the Masters, so he's got ABS on that Kelly Moss racing car as well, which is mandatory in the uh, if you're running in the Masters category. Yeah, it was curious, wasn't it, that uh, Danny Hardy got a got a, a warning for interfering with the Gold Cup battle on the sort of set, I think it was the second or third lap of the race, and yet but David Brule uh, is doing exactly the same thing. He's holding up the second place car in the Gold Cup category right now. We'll have to see whether the stewards will have a word with him also. But uh, you know, David, as I said before, has regularly been ahead of the Gold Cup cars, uh, and uh, this battle for the lead though just continues, doesn't it? And Riley Dickinson. He was, uh, he's not able to pull away at all in the lead of this race. Jeff Kingsley remaining tied to, seemingly to his rear bumper, less than half a second between the two leaders. Yeah, they've gone by some lapped traffic as well, including a cracking battle towards the bottom end of the field. Bart Collins, MCR racing in the 22. Uh, and the 18 car that's in there is the Richard Edge ACI motorsport car. That's the blue car that's ahead of the blue car that's behind if that makes any sense <laughs> at all but they are battling in a gold cup category for third and fourth in that class and it was uh, 10a down at the bottom of the hill where that uh, position uh, was swapped over nice clean racing though jeremy good fun had by all and that's why people love racing in the IMSA Porsche GT3 cup challenge by Yokohama. almost always you'll find someone that you can race yeah, it's fantastic. This is a super battle between these two here. Uh, they were having a lot of fun. But uh, uh, as also there is uh, Michael Manella, who is uh, challenging uh, Kenny Murillo, the youngster uh, from California, who stepped into this top racing car, car number 56. It was driven previously by David Baker, a veteran of the series. Unfortunately, David was involved in a really scary crash at Road America, to, which was on top of another scary crash he had last season. So David has stepped out of the car and he's invited... Uh, this youngster uh, to hop into this car, Kenny Morello, his father, Ken, who's also a pretty useful racer, now runs cars and teams in the Michelin Pilot Challenge Series. And Kenny has been knocking on the door, trying to get some opportunities in racing. And this is a really good one that he's been given here by Top Racing and David Baker. And he's uh, doing a good job here to hold off the uh, much more experienced in these cars, Michael Manella. Yeah, lovely dive down the inside for the... White Porsche at turn one, but just misses the apex, goes wide, and a lovely cut back from 
the 56 and Kenny Marillo for top racing. The old over and under. I'll leave you the room down the inside, but oh, you're not going to make it. I'll just trim a little bit of speed, pull the car back to the centre of the corner, the apex of the corner, and take the position back. We have already gone through a third of the race, and the leaders are as close together as they have been for a couple of laps, just on half a second between Riley Dickinson and Jeff Kingsley with half an hour to go at Road Atlanta. Oh, what a cracking scrap again between Riley Dickinson and Jeff Kingsley, as you were from our race earlier in the weekend. And Jeff Kingsley will not have the performance advantage that he had towards the end of the race yesterday when Riley Dickinson had a mechanical issue with a shock absorber that dulled his pace in the Moore Speed car. Dickinson from pole position got the drop from the green flag and Jeremy Shaw as we move to under half an hour right now fantastic racing right through the pack and still the 56 of Kenny Marillo Mike Manella for MCR racing the number 4 the white car having a cracking back cracking battle and they are and the apex capital car he's got a good run there off the back straight didn't he Michael Manella what a story he is uh, he's uh, he's 58 years of age he's from Boca Raton in Florida he's a national sales manager at Nation Safe Drivers so yeah, I don't think you'll see him making any too, too many risky moves perhaps <laughs> to try and get that position away but what's most remarkable is the fact he had a horrendous street accident quite a few years ago a decade ago now and, and unbelievably lost both of his feet uh, which is uh, a horrendous injuries but yeah, he's, he's always had a passion for racing he started racing in the uh, PCA series Porsche Club of America series a few years ago he's now been in the this GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama for the last uh, two and a half years and uh, he's got good pace as well he's a remarkable story and he's pushing hard so settling into quite literally the middle third of this race if you think about the 45 minute race obviously it quite simply breaks up into three 15 minute chunks and that is in some respects the way the drivers will think about it too the start to about 15 minutes keep it clean and then get into your rhythm in the middle part and find out what performance you've got left for the last 15 minutes and charge where you can in the platinum class the Yokohama fastest lap held by the car in second position and the driver there too of course the car hasn't done it on its own for Kelly Moss Roden race the number 16 Jeff Kingsley a 123 458 and he's put that in in his challenge for the lead Kingsley right on the limiter going into turn one there Meantime, for the Yokohama fastest lap in the gold category, again, it's the second-place driver in the class, the 65 of Efren Castro for TPC Racing. And again, he's chasing down a leader. A little bit further ahead there, though, he's got two and a half seconds to make up, but a 125.7 is a very good time indeed from Estrin, who's just actually put the fastest final sector in whilst we were talking about him. So he's winding up to another quick lap we'll keep an eye on those Yokohama fast laps through the race as the racing fuel burns off the cars get lighter and potentially even a little bit quicker 
If we want a bit of action, Jeremy, let's just go back to that enthralling battle for seventh and eighth position. Top racing in Kenny Murillo, Mike Manella and MCR, 56 and four, up to turn six. Yeah, it's a good battle, isn't it, between these two and... Uh... And Kenny Murillo, the youngster, he's having to defend the line going into turn eight and make sure he gets a good run off that corner. But uh, Michael Manella is not giving up at all, is he? He's right on the tail now. He's going to in a position, perhaps, to make a challenge when they get down to turn 10. Unfortunately for Michael Manella, it's going to be the number 56 car, Kenny Murillo, that has the preferred inside line in the braking area. He's going to hold that position coming down the hill. Oh, and good. Michael Manella gets alongside him. He's going to try and go around the outside. Not this time, but he's certainly thinking about it, John. That was very good driving from both. You know this, Jeremy, and I found this out as well when at Road Atlanta in race cars. That's quite bumpy, and it's even more bumpy in the braking area down the left-hand side, the inside. So you've got to be really careful as you moderate your brake pressure. You can't just hammer the brake pedal and hope that everything is going to come right. Remember, very few... Uh, aids on these cars, electronic aids on these cars for the Platinum class runners. Masters class, as we've mentioned, a little bit different, but uh, no ABS and no traction control on the Platinum cars. It means that you do have to drive them. Yes, they have a paddle shift gearbox, so no clutch uh, and gear shift lever to worry about. But these cars are particularly edgy when you get close to the edge of the performance envelope. They move around. They're quite heavy cars, a, a GT Grand Touring car as they are, and they require a, quite a decent amount of driving, Jeremy, and it's a very good proving and learning ground. Looks like uh, Efren went off in the background there in turn seven, but also it looks like uh, Kurt Swearingen is caught up behind the number 92 car of Joseph Lombardo, the man from Ohio. So we might get another battle in gold category behind these two battling down at turn 10A. I agree, John. And Efren uh, Castro, uh, just bef the lap before that the minor off course excursion there at turn eight, he just had a New York Armour fastest lap in the Gold Cup category, 125.589 for Efren Castro. Still in second place, but uh, inching closer uh, he hopes at least to two Kurtz Wearing, and we're still 25 minutes to go in this race. Uh, here is this battle with the uh, the primarily green car, that sort of Degro green car of uh, Kurtz Wearing, and trying to get past uh, Joseph Lombardo. But brave, too works. brave, too brave, and they've both gone at turn two. Swearing and coming from a long way back. He wasn't there. I know he's going for position, and I know he's leader of the class, but he wasn't there at turn two. And that was a lunge that was always going to be problematical. Low percentage of coming off. Even as you were talking, Jeremy, I said that it was brave. It was too brave. I think he may have punctured the left front tyre on that uh, number 17. Kyle, do well to get off the damp grass. Yes, he has. He's pulled the tyre off the rim. He will get it going again. I think we'll stay green. Obviously, he was feeling the pressure. He was nowhere near there. There's a big kerb on the inside at turn number two. But you have to be right alongside there. He had a run. He's he's barely halfway up. It's I mean, halfway up the door. And that's not close enough. By the way, great avoidance from Efren Castro. As Lombardo spun across the track in front of him. But that was, that was I'm afraid, an air and inevitability about it, Jeremy. Because he wasn't in position to make that pass. No, 
It wasn't. No, that was a, a definite error there from Kurt Gustin, a little bit carried away. And once again, it's the, the Gold Cup Day category cars getting get together one of the platinum class cars uh, and uh, hey look you know there's not that much performance differential between these cars no. they're certainly close enough to be able to race there and you know let them get on with their race no problem with that but unfortunately there it's Kurt that uh, tried to make that move and ended up taking that boat off them so that's going to leave every uh, Castro now with a pretty handy lead in that gold cup category uh, but meanwhile Riley Dickinson uh, just his consistency at the front of the field right now is really, really impressive. Virtually all of his laps have been within a tenth of a second or a tenth and a half of a second. That's uh, really, really good oh. for Riley Dickinson. He's actually extended his lead just a little bit now over Jeff Kingsley. These battles further down the order. Hardy, Danny Hardy just having a little bit of a wide moment at turn five. wonder if he's got a problem as well, coming under pressure. Uh, at the moment at turn seven and oh and he's, he's off as well now was he pushed there or was that again just a little bit too much of the throttle pedal and again a certain sense of inevitability looked like he was struggling there and the traffic going by him he's been offline a couple of times before this so probably got the tires dirty no no touch that was almost an action replay but this time he spins to the inside and the 69 car then drops to the back for TPC Racing. And Danny Hardy from Vero Beach, Florida. Well, he'll be disappointed with that. Two mistakes. One at turn five, got right out of the groove into the marbles, picked up a, a lot of dirt and rubbish on his tyres, and I'm sure that will have had some bearing on what happened afterwards, Jeremy, because he was offline for the previous corner as well and getting cars going by him maybe just a loss of concentration there looks like he's continued meantime Lombardo in the 92 car has got the Richard Edge Gold Cup car behind good chance to compare the Gen 1 and Gen 2 car Gen 2 car at the front has the LED headlight pack as well so the four dots within each of the headlights tells you that that's a gen 2 car the projector style headlights in the car behind that's the gen 1 car and if you look very very carefully particularly around the back end you'd see there's some slight differences to the engine cover as well between the two cars but ostensibly both built of course on the what's called the Type 991. Yes, I know they're a 911. 911, and that is the way you see it, 911. That's the way Porsche tell you to see it. But all of their cars have type numbers. And this particular iteration of 911 is 991. Now, the interesting thing is that we do have the 992 version out on the streets at the moment. And I'm told from Porsche Motorsport that uh, it's not that far away before we'll see the 992, which is a super looking thing all wide body uh, one of the longest and widest in fact the longest and widest 911 they've ever built and it won't be too long before the motorsport versions of those cars are together I have seen a couple of little sneaky spy pictures of the GT3 RS street car in 992 form and it looks incredible new tyre for Kurt Swearing and team have checked the suspension out and sent him back out, ACI Motorsports happy that it was just a right front so he's on the comeback trail but he's dropped laps 
So really just a bit of experience for him. He won't fall any further than fourth in GT3 gold, but that will make a difference to the championship standings, Jeremy, because he is the uh, one of the front runners. Oh, absolutely right. Yeah, coming into this weekend, Kurtz Morgan had a nine-point edge over Efrid Castro. It won't be wiped out completely because uh, Swearinger will... There are only four cars in the class here, but uh, the deficit will be reduced substantially. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, look at this, Riley Dickinson uh, coming under increasing pressure from Jeff Kingsley. He leaves the door wide open yeah. there in the breaking area for Turn 10, which is a little bit surprising to me, but he's able to hold on to the lead. He's certainly focusing forward, perhaps, rather than behind him. I think he's going to have to be a little bit defensive here because uh, that gap from first to second is... Uh, probably the, the smallest margin it's been all the way through this race we've now got 19 laps completed by our race leaders and just on 18 minutes to go so in to the final third in a couple of three laps time and this has been a measured performance by Jeff Kingsley who's just stayed there at around about a half a second a second a second and a half and now he's closed right back in again and puts the pressure back on Riley Dickinson turns the heat back up again and if you're a regular viewer to our coverage of the Imja Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama, you will know what we talk about in being able to look after the car, look after the Yokohama tyres so that you've got something if you need it at the end. And this in the next 17 and a half minutes or thereabouts is where we're going to find out who's done the better job between these two. They've set a cracking pace. Still the fastest lap of the race. It goes to Jeff Kingsley for the Yokohama fast lap in Platinum with that 123.4 earlier on in the race. And that was when he was trying to chase back to Riley Dickinson. So he clearly has pace. He likes the setup of his car. The question will be, what is the driver? What is the car? And what do the Yokohama tyres have left for the dash to the flag in the last 17 minutes here at the second race of the weekend at Road Atlanta? The battle for the lead continues at the top of the hill. And Riley Dickinson, if he wasn't already, must be absolutely aware, Jeremy Shaw, that Jeff Kingsley for Kelly Moss Roden Race is right in the wheel tracks of Riley's more speed number 53 Porsche. Through turn five, sunshine in an early morning start for the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama runners. And there's traffic ahead. Opportunity for Jeff Kingsley here if there's any kind of shenanigans ahead for the leader. Yes, indeed. And uh, that uh, clear lap for, there for Riley Dickinson, having been held up on the previous lap by getting past uh, the lap car, Danny Hardy. Uh, his last lap was uh, a 23.69, right down to his pace. He's just been incredibly consistent. 123.6, 123.7, the occasional 23.5, perhaps. But he's been a really steady drive here from Riley Dickinson. He makes that move to the inside. Uh, and uh, Richard Edge does a nice job of getting out of the way of the two platinum class leaders as they go through that turn 10 and turn 10A. But it has given an opportunity for Jeff to close up on Riley just a little bit. Oh, he got a bobble in the middle of the final corner. There is a nasty bump there. It's been eased off a, a little bit over the last few years. The people who've raced here uh, for uh, longer than I even I can remember and so I've got a long memory uh, tell me that that isn't as bad as it used to be just off the apex of turn 10 the middle of turn uh, 12 excuse me but you could still see that the second place car 
third in the line of three Porsches heading up towards turn five at the moment with the number 92 then of Joseph Lombardi right in the lead in the head of the leaders and it's three wide for a moment round the outside Kingsley Sean he's not worried about doing that that's how he took the lead yesterday albeit on an ailing Porsche that Riley Dickinson was coaxing to the end with a front suspension issue but they're very close indeed coming off turn seven and I wonder if Kingsley might throw it down the inside where will Dickinson position the car in this long run I mean there's a long time to think about breaking for turn 10 here Jeremy and it looks like Kingsley's got the draft he's going to go to the inside Dickinson's given him the inside again moved over too late but Dickinson super late on the brakes and that's why Dickinson confident Jeremy in his own ability doesn't feel he needs to defend and take the middle of the road impressive yeah, very much so, John. You're absolutely right. He's focusing forward. He knows what he's got to do. He knows if he hits, hits his marks and, and uh, breaks as late as he possibly can, there's going to be no way through there for Jeff, Dick, Jeff Kingsley. For Jeff Kingsley, though, he's, uh, he's shown over the last few races how aggressive he can be. I mean, he wants to win this championship. He's given, been given this opportunity by the Kelly Moss Road and Race team. This is the car, the Racing for Children's car, that's won a whole bunch of championships in recent years. Uh, and he wants to maintain that string does Jeff Kings. He's 22 years of age from Ajax uh, in Ontario, a suburb of Toronto, and he's uh, leading the championship. He knows if he can get past Riley Dickinson one more part, one more time, like he did yesterday, he can extend that championship lead. But he's got to make sure with the lead that he has at the moment, which is a dozen points coming into this race weekend, he doesn't throw away any unnecessary points either. Still a long way to go in this championship. And still 13 and a half minutes or just under to go in the race. The leaders, as you were, with just a maybe one, one and a half Porsche 911's length. So a little bit more now, actually, going down at the braking area. But again, with traffic ahead. Now, further back down the road, the battle for the third spot on the podium, which has been Sean McAllister's all day today since the drop of the green flag. That's getting a bit spicy as well. We don't take our eyes off the front of the field because, of course, as soon as we do, something will happen. But I will tell you that Alan Metney in the 99 Kelly Moss AM Motorsports car has closed up to within a second. And, of course, as I say that, he has a bad lap and drops back to a second and a half. But I'll keep an eye on that whilst we continue to watch this fascinating cat and mouse at the front of the field, down through the S's, with battling Porsches ahead, Jeremy. And, again, Kingsley... We'll need to be close here. He'll want to be, Jeff will be right underneath the rear wing of Riley's cars. They run into the traffic. Just checking the back down the road. The Shell car is in third position. That's the number 11 of Sean McAllister. And he's pulled out about a second just on that last lap. The pair of cars that are battling ahead of the leaders. That's Bart Collins in the blue Porsche. And ahead of him, David Brule, senior again, about to get lapped again. Well, Bart steers well out the way of the leaders. Still a little bit of a tour picked up by Riley Dickinson in the more speed car with that stylized M, almost like a set of claws over the front fenders of that car. That's the more speed trademark. And now David Brule, senior, in a platinum car. That car will be fast in a straight line and they might need just a little bit of cooperation danger time Jeremy for the leader with 11 and a half to go 
Yeah, very much so. But David Brule there, very heads good. up to him. He keeps right out of the way there, so he doesn't interfere with the lead battle. Heads up. Well, well done, David. Uh, nice job there. He's still going to maintain his own position in that little battle he is having uh, with uh, with Bart Collins right behind him there. But the leaders go through uh, absolutely unopposed there, and that battle continues. Still less than half a second between these two leaders now, and time is ticking away. Just, uh, just over 10 minutes remaining in this race, so they're still showing really good pace and consistency through this uh, latter stages of the race and the amount of concentration from these two drivers behind the wheels including lapping some of the other competitors I'm never sure whether it's more difficult to lead or to follow the pressure of course is on the leader because you know if you make a tiny mistake if you miss your braking point or your turning point or you don't quite get on the throttle then you're going to feel that heat uh, uh, very quickly indeed from the chasing car on the other side of it Jeff Kingsley as the hunter he is staring at the back of that leading car and trying to work out where he gets a little bit closer where Riley might be a little stronger he's planning he's scheming and of course he's not got a perfectly clear view of the road ahead so he's got to make sure he's seeing his brake markers and his turning points absolutely perfectly although it does seem to me as though Jeff has got a little more pace in his car if he could get through he's not really had what I would call a significant or serious challenge opportunity for the lead Jeremy for for well we haven't seen one in fact since the drop of the grape not really, no. He's had a, a couple of chances where he might have uh, had a go, but uh, each time he elected not to. I mean, just a couple of laps ago, he thought about making a move to the uh, inside the breaker for turn 10, but uh, elected not to do so. He, he figured he, he discretion the better part of the valor. He's still 10 minutes to go. He knows he's got a good, consistent car. He showed that yesterday. Uh, uh, by, by taking the victory. Although, yes, OK, there was a problem for Riley Dickinson, but it's still, it was a good, clean move by Jeff Kingsley. Was. He was able to get that win. Again, he was able to turn consistent laps in the front, and that's what Riley Dickinson is doing now and just edging away just a little bit. Not too far ahead of them now, by the way, is the the Gold Cup leader, Efren Castro, because he was the next car ahead of him on the racetrack. They're catching him slowly but steadily as he, he heads into turn 12. That's a good run again from Castro, the gold cup leader is inside the top 10 overall he's in ninth position everyone behind Efren from Dave Brill senior David Brill senior in the 48 Kelly Moss road and race car he uh, and the rest of the field are at least one lap down Kurt Swearing and by the way did rejoin after a replacement Yokohama tyre and wheel after that incident at the top of the hill uh, and race control took a look at that shared responsibility for that Incident, so no further action required uh, from race control as Kurt Swearingham spun himself out of a Gold Cup lead position. Under eight minutes to go. Now, Kingsley, been following for a very long time. Castro cruising along in the morning sunshine here at Road Atlanta. And he's going to have to have his heads up as well about what's going on behind because what he doesn't want to do is get either of these guys frustrated and uh, start trading paint or vinyl as it will be nowadays for most of these cars. But you know what I mean. He's in a very strong position 
with that second Bart Collins for MCR Racing some 13, 14 seconds back down the road. A third, by the way, in gold at the moment is another ACI racing car, and that's Richard Edge, uh, and he's another 13 seconds further back from Bart in second. So this is about controlling his own race for Efren Castro as he goes a lap down to the platinum and overall race leaders. He does not want to get involved in anything here that could cost him time. He obviously doesn't want to get involved in the race leaders battle either, Jeremy, but he's got to be thinking about his own situation because at the moment he's going for a double race victory this weekend at Road Atlanta. Well, he absolutely is, Zephyr Castro, from Palisades Park in New Jersey. He's a supermarket owner. Uh, he's originally from the Dominican Republic, and uh, you know, he's just driving better and better and better. better. He's joined the TPC racing team for this season, Efren Castro, and he's looking to regain the lead in the Gold Cup uh, championship points, having won the first race of the season. But since then, he's had to play second fiddle to Kurt Swearing, and he's going to leave, I think, uh, Riley Dickinson clear Perfect. passage there on the uh, inside of that kink heading down towards turn 10. Good job by uh, Efren Castro. And look at Riley Dickinson again, that consistency uh, a 1 minute 23.8 last time around, 123.7 the previous lap, and he's just got that to consistent pace. He's push it, pulling away now at the critical part of the race from Jeff Kingsley. And we were saying this earlier on, you've got to have something left in the fast locker for when you need it. This has been a beautifully judged race from the drop of the green so far, with just on five and a half still to go for Riley Dickinson from pole position. Got the whole shot. All the action going on behind him is second and third. Swap places exactly as happened yesterday and involved the same two drivers, although it was Kingsley coming through to second uh, today when it was McAllister uh, doing the better run up the inside to turn one yesterday. He's paced himself. He's kept some performance in the Yokohama tyres and Dickinson has pulled the pin in the last couple of laps it was down to under four tenths of a second and now an extra second on top of that 1.4 seconds the lead Dickinson to Kingsley and he's done that effortlessly Jeremy absolutely effortlessly meantime fourth position Alan Mechney just putting a lap there on uh, the David Brill senior Kelly Mott's road and race he is the leading Masters category car, the number 99, the iFly sponsored machine. Brill is uh, a further lap back, but he is running in 10th position overall, 9th in the Platinum class. Got to give some credit, though, to Riley Dickinson. Coming back after disappointment yesterday, he hasn't let that affect his mindset, Jeremy. And he's done a very, very good job indeed this afternoon. Just a quick look at us of Carrazo there, who's in 5th. And he is closing on Metney, but not quick enough. It's under three seconds now for that bright yellow-fronted car. But he's got two lapped runners between him and the next position on the track, which is that all-white Alan Metney car. Not sure even Sebastian, with his skill, will be able to pull that one back. No, I think you're right, uh, and uh, certainly uh, Sean McAllister's done a really good job today. Initially, in the early part of the race, he was under pressure from Alametni and Sebastian Carrazza, but those three have kind of stretched themselves apart as the race has gone along, and Sean McAllister, I think, uh, you know, gaining confidence from that uh, podium finish yesterday, his first podium finish yesterday, and today's fun, first front row start. Okay, he got beaten away from the start, but still another good third place is, would be good 
for the young man from Beverly Hills in California, Sebastian Carrazzo in that car number 27. Uh, he's doing, a, a, again, a good steady job there in the fifth position overall for Kelly Moss Road and Race. Last three minutes. Three minutes for these cars. Probably a couple, possibly three laps. Just depends when Riley Dickinson crosses the line. Alan Metney down through turn 10A and B. Car looks very well settled indeed, but it just lost a couple of tenths of performance in this last 10 minutes or so. And having been under a second behind Sean McAllister, he's dropped the three seconds away, but he's got nearly four seconds back to Carrazzo. And then there's a long back gap back to Charlie. Look, nice to see Charlie. Look, we haven't seen much of him. Yesterday, he was on for a top six position. And then in the last few minutes of the race, went a little wide at turn number five, looped the car into the wall. But Charlie looked for Wright Motorsports in the 45, sitting in sixth position at the moment. It looks like he'll bring that car home. But this has been a super Sunday so far for the Pullman Riley Dickinson. Two pole positions. Issue that slowed his progress yesterday. No such problems today. And he's paced himself nicely. Or has he? Jeff Kingsley gets a bit of a wiggle on. He's been matching Dickinson pretty closely on his lap times. And, and all of a sudden, he's just taken a couple of tenths out. It's back down to just on a second. No white flag this time around, so there are two more laps. Five miles, Jeremy. Has Kingsley got the performance that he needs? I can't believe that Dickinson is going to lose it twice in two days. Surely Riley has got what it takes now to bring this car home and close out the victory. I think he's just managing his pace at this stage in the race. They're, they're about six or seven seconds shy of taking the white flag there. This is a timed race, 45 minutes. They're about... Uh, the, the, the lap times here are around about 1 minute 24s uh, and there was about 1 minute 30 to go as he crossed the line so yes it will be two more laps uh, I think he, 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 he last lap around for Riley Dickinson was one of his slowest lapses of the race when he's been on his own without having to pass any lapped cars a 124.3 but I think he, he can see the margin he's got enough experience now this is just his second year of car racing the 18 year old from New Braunfels in Texas to the suburb of San Antonio, but uh, I think he can. He's got enough experience now just to know to manage that pace, not push too hard, don't risk doing anything to upset the car, and just bring that car home. Well, the body language from the More Speed team suggests to me they thought it was going to be the white flag last time around, but they were a good six seconds shy of getting it. They'll get it this time. Weird with some. Gusto by Tony on the starter stand. And there are now just 2.54 miles to go. And Riley Dickinson just has to keep his concentration for a, just over a minute or so. Efren Castro goes across the line, having just been lapped by the third place overall, Sean McAllister for JTX Racing. And that gap still just on a second, 1.1 second. You have to give full marks to both of these drivers. Jeff Kingsley has kept Riley Dickinson honest from the very drop of the green flag when he slipped into second position up the inside into turn one. 
Dickinson, though, very smooth out of turn seven. That was a danger point. If you go a little wide there, it kills your speed all the way down the long back straight. They've got Michael Manella ahead of them, but I don't think he is going to play any part in this. 10 a and 10B, just get your braking right, Riley. Oh, little bit of over-rotation, the back end of the car just moving around a little bit under the Fox Factory Bridge and down towards the final and 12th corner. Checkered flag is out, checkered flag is in the air and the checkered flag is taken by Riley Dickinson for more speed. Three quarters of a second at the end from Jeff Kingsley for Kelly Moss, Roden Race. Efren Castro will take the Gold Cup. Sean McAllister, by the way, for JDX, has gone through in third for Platinum. Here comes Castro. That was a little easier than he would have thought after Kurt swearing and rather took himself out of it. Well, very good racing at the front. Dickinson controlled it. Kingsley kept him honest. Sean McAllister once again had a fairly lonely race in third position. Unofficial results then at the end of round six of the 2020 IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. 53, Riley Dickinson, more speed, takes it. Under a second at the end from Kingsley. Good weekend for him, though, with a first and a second as well. McAllister in third for JDX. Metney takes the Masters category in fourth position ahead of Carrazzo, Luke, Murillo and Manella in the platinum category and in the gold cup again unofficially Efren Castro for TPC ahead of Bart Collins and then Richard Edge with Kurt Swearing and a couple of laps or more down after that incident that took him out of the lead of the championship and Jeremy Shaw has the Porsche point standings yeah, and that weekend sweep for Efren Castro moves him right back into contention now. 194 at five points he has unofficially after the sixth round of the championship. Kurt Swaringer just two ahead on 197 in the platinum category. Great performance today by Riley Dickinson. Managed that race absolutely perfectly. So he has narrowed the gap to Jeff Kingsley, but Jeff Kingsley has 201 points to the 192 of Riley Dickinson. Very important weekend for Efren Castro. Puts him right back in the hunt after two super races for him. Exciting for us as well. Hope you enjoyed our coverage. Thank you very much to our production team on site at Road Atlanta and at Charlotte. Jeremy Shaw was alongside me, John Heindorf, and we'll do it all again as the series gets down to real business as we're fighting for two championships in platinum and gold for the IMSA. GT3 Porsche Cup Challenge by Yokohama 2020. Bye-bye from Road Atlanta. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.